It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is a special Sunday episode, January 17th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr__omd. Like I said, it is a special Sunday episode of Locked On Magic. We are almost 24 hours away as I'm recording this, from the Orlando Magic taking on the New York Knicks Monday afternoon at Madison Square Garden. We'll talk a little bit about that game, what to expect as the Magic take on the Knicks, but with a noon tip-off, I wanted to make sure that this podcast had plenty of time to marinate in your souls, or at least in your ears, or at least in your hearts, or at least in your brain, or somewhere where it can marinate and cook a little bit. Uh, before the Magic's next game, the season coming fast and furious, of course. So today we'll recap the Orlando Magic's losses to the Boston Celtics and Brooklyn Nets. We'll talk a little bit about the Magic's offensive struggles and why it's not just about shooting, as well as discuss why the Magic might already have their star and don't even know it. We'll talk about all this coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Brooklyn Nets and the debut of James Harden? Check out Locked On Nets. Want to get ready for the New York Knicks? Check out Locked On Knicks. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. We spent the last, uh, the latter part of last week talking about how much this team needed a break. Just a mental break, just a physical break, just a chance to kind of reset, set things. Um, you know, again, just both mentally and physically, um, a chance to get back into the practice, into the gym and practice a little bit, get, get through their reps. And 
You know, even with the Celtics perhaps getting Jalen Brown back, which they did, we expected the Magic to have a little bit of an edge over the Celtics. Celtics hadn't been able to practice for a week. Um, And it felt like the Magic were sure to be refreshed and ready. Boy, was that wrong. The Magic got thumped by the Boston Celtics. And it it wasn't particularly close. It wasn't as bad as the Rockets game, but they got thumped. 124 to 97. Orlando did have to lead down to six in the middle of the third quarter, but very quickly that lead went away. And and the Magic just did not do any of the things that they have to do to succeed and win. We're going to talk a little bit more about that coming up here in a moment, but Magic shoot 40.4% from the floor. Seven for 28 from beyond the arc. 14 of 22 from the foul line. The only saving grace was Ken Birch grabbed, what, seven offensive rebounds for 12 points? Magic have just 14 assists on 38 field goals. That's not going to get the job done. That's not who this Magic team needs to be. And increasingly, we were seeing them play one-on-one basketball, seeing them force play, whether it's Aaron Gordon, whether it's Dwayne Bacon, whether it's James Ennis, whether it's whoever. Players were forcing everything to try and make something happen instead of playing together. Jalen Brown is a perfect example of everything the Magic didn't do right now. Jalen Brown is a budding superstar, so you know he def- definitely could create some offense that the Magic just don't have the ability to. Again, we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up later. There's a, there's a lot of teases going on here. Jalen Brown scores 21 points on 6 for 12 shooting, 8 assists, a career-high 8 assists. Um, the Magic just had no answers. And again, when you can't hit shots, when you're missing the, the amount of shots that the Magic are missing, it is simply hard to keep up. Boston shoots 17 of 42 from beyond the arc. So all the problems that the Magic had in their previous three games of this now five-game losing streak came to roost. Orlando was digging in too deep into the paint. They were giving up open threes. They were struggling to get back in transition. Steve Clifford really said it best. You know, this this isn't the effort that we need. This isn't how we need to play. And, and you know, the Magic just were not playing well at all. So, what were the Magic going to do? Uh, they got another game the next night in Brooklyn and against, uh, you know, a superstar, super-duper star in Kevin Durant. And, oh, by the way, James Harden was making his debut in the Nets tie-dye blue jerseys. No, no pressure. But the Orlando Magic for the first time since the Markel Fultz injury, or since that Cleveland game, because they played well in that Cleveland game, since that game during this five during this now five-game losing streak, the Magic played with real offensive force. Um, you know, we talk about purpose, you know, Steve Clifford likes to talk a lot about purpose of play. And and you know, every coach has his coachisms. And, you know, I tend to take on the coachisms. Like, you know, I talk a lot about pace, I talk a lot about you know, I've, I've, I think I mentioned purpose of play, and, and sometimes these coachisms aren't really well-defined. They're, they're just kind of, you know it when they see it, or the players know what the coach means, but the fans don't always know what they mean. Purpose of play, you know, and I, in my estimation, and what I think it means, is A, you know, being organized, another coachism, but, you know, knowing exactly what you're doing and running it with intensity and force. You know, all this stuff that, Co- that Clifford says, purpose of play, uh, pace, uh, organization, they all tie in together. It's playing the right way. It's playing the way that the team needs to play, the way the team is meant to play. And in Saturday's loss to the Brooklyn Nets, a 122-115 to 115 loss, the Magic played with energy and aggression that they haven't had since Fultz got hurt. And, and Clifford said as much after the game. The Magic really, really, really pushed the tempo. They really, really, really... Um, 
got after the nets. They, they, they got deflections. They got seals. They got into the nets a little bit. You know, maybe not as much as they needed to be. I would agree that the defense still has a lot of work to do. Um, and some of it might be just kind of, kind of hesitancy of playing a guy like Durant and Harden and, and trying to stay disciplined against them. But um, the Magic did a lot of really, really good things. Um, the Magic gave themselves a chance to win the game. They're down three with about three and a half minutes to play. When, you know, again, that's when they let go of the rope. When things got tight is when they didn't quite know what to do. Again, you see this all the time. When the pressure mounts, when the when the need to win mounts, that's when you really find out the character of your group and the character of your team and what they're going to be able to do. Um, and, and certainly, certainly that was at play here um, for the Orlando Magic. And I was at play here as the team kind of went through its paces um, in this game. Uh, it's, it, it's, it, it's, it, there's no shame in losing to the Nets. Um, you know, again, and, and the Nets played a, a pretty solid game, all things considered. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant has 42 points. James Harden has 32 points, 12 rebounds, 14 assists, four steals, but nine turnovers. You could tell that this was a, a Nets team that was still figuring out how to play with each other. So they're going to get a lot better, and their offensive potency is off the charts. But by the time the third and fourth quarters came around, by the time it was a tight game, it was the Kevin Durant and James Harden show. Any possession that did not end with a Durant or Harden shot had to be considered a victory by the Magic. And, and there are just certain shots and certain points where there was nothing the Magic could do to stop what Harden and Durant were doing. Durant was shooting pull-up jumpers over tough defense, like they weren't there. Nothing you can do. But the Magic really did a good job staying in this game. You know, Nikola Vucevic, we'll talk about him, scored 34 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 5 steals, and 6 for 12 shooting from beyond the arc. He became the first center in NBA history with 30 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals, and 5 three-pointers in a game. Vucevic is really coming into his own and, and developing as a star. We're going to talk about that coming up a little bit later on in the show. But Orlando got great efforts around the roster. Terrence Ross finally broke out of his shooting funk with 23 points. He was 3 for 10 from beyond the arc, so the three-point shooting still not there, but it was good to see him put the ball on the ground and hit some of those floaters that he was hitting earlier in the year. Um, and just to see him get the ball in the basket, that just did wonders, and, and that opened up space for Nikola Vucevic, honestly, as the, as the two played off each other. Cole Anthony has turned in two consecutive really nice games. 16 points, 6 for 15 shooting, 8 assists for Cole Anthony, in the starting lineup for the Orlando Magic. On Saturday, he had a really nice game, scoring seven points in the first quarter of Friday's game against the Celtics. He's starting to play with good energy, starting to find his spots a little bit better. His shot selection needs to be better, um, you know, and certainly I, I think teams are starting to duck under him on screen, so he's going to have to step up and hit some threes. Um, but he's, he's, he's starting to come around, and I think his defense, I, I was watching his defense, especially in the fourth quarter uh, on my rewatch of the game, uh, his defense was really good. Um, you know, he still gets beat off the dribble a little bit, but he's he's willing to fight. He's willing to kind of reach and, and is getting good timing uh, on slapping the ball out of people's hands. So um, I, I, there have been really good signs of growth from Cole Anthony. I think there was a shell shock a little bit uh, of being in the starting lineup and having so much responsibility. Um, you know, he played about 30 minutes in this game, 29 and a half minutes. Um, but he, overall, I think he's really started to figure some things out and, and is starting to find his place. Um, I would even give Aaron Gordon some credit for this game. He only scored 11 points, 4 for 11 shooting, missed all six of his three-pointers. Um, you know, kind of a low three-point game for him. Six rebounds, six assists, though. I thought he did a good job on Kevin Durant when he was matched up with him. There's just sometimes not much you can do with Kevin Durant. Um, again, you know, maybe the only complaint we can have about the defense over the last, you know, oh, in, in Saturday's game, certainly, 
um, certainly in Friday's game, uh, a major one of the many complaints in Friday's game, is the Magic do have to be a little bit more physical defensively, as, as Clifford likes to say, has to get into them, um, make them feel them. Um, you know, I think the Magic are dipping into the paint too much. They're collapsing the paint a little too much, and that's leaving them exposed on the three-point line, and they're getting beat by threes right now. Um, the Nets early on found Joe Harris on several occasions, but... You know, I, I give the Magic a lot of credit. Nikola Vucevic had a lot of deflections, played some really strong defense, um, you know, on DeAndre Jordan, uh, defending the paint, defending the rim. Um, he, this was one of Nikola Vucevic's very best games in a Magic uniform, and I, 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 do, I do believe that. Um, I, I think that he played fantastic, and right now it's just about finding him help more than anything else. The Orlando Magic shot 46.3%, just 14 for 46 from beyond the arc. Certainly, they took advantage of a ton of turnovers, 19 turnovers from the Nets. The Nets end up shooting 42 for 78 from the field, but again, 24 of 44 of that was from Kevin Durant and James Harden, which means they're just 18 of 34, you know, slightly under 50, 50% elsewhere. They're 16 of 35 from beyond the arc. Again, uh, it, it, it was a tough matchup. You know, I think the Magic you know, certainly can feel good that they fought, but of course, what matters in the end is the result. The Magic do need to pick up wins. They're now on a five-game losing streak. They're now under 500 at 6-7. and seven. Um, They need to pick up some wins. They need to find, find regain their confidence. And, you know, again, I think this game will go a long way in regaining their confidence. You know, they've got, you know, games coming up against teams that are struggling a little bit. Um, they'll face the New York Knicks on Monday, which is, you know, you know the Knicks are a spunky team. I'm not going to take anything away from them. But they struggle offensively as much as the Magic do, if not more so. Um, the Magic, I think... The Magic have to feel like the New York game is, I wouldn't say a must-win game, but that is a that is a big game that they just they need to get and put in their back pocket. Um, you know, Minnesota on Wednesday, you know, just looking ahead to the week, uh, Minnesota on Wednesday is you know, a team that has struggled without Carl Anthony Towns, and they will be without Carl Anthony Towns since he tested positive for COVID-19, unfortunately. Um, that's a game the Magic have to feel some confidence in and have to feel like it's theirs to take. Um, and then, you know, they finish off this road trip Friday in Indiana. Uh, that game will be tougher. Um, you know, they, they won't have Karis LeVert yet, but that, that Pacers team always plays tough. They, they, they know exactly how they're playing. Malcolm Brogdon's playing very, very well. So that'll be a true test for the team. But Orlando has to feel like they can pick up some wins this week, and they have to get themselves kind of back in a winning, back in a confident mindset because, you know, when we looked at— and I just want to make sure I hit pause here and remind everyone where we stood back in December when the schedule came out. When the schedule came out, we said the Magic had to get off to a hot start before this road trip. Before the, in those first ten games, the Magic had to play really, really well. Um, they went six and four. So I think you know, I think everyone was really satisfied with the start the Magic got off to. We knew that this road trip would kick their butt. You know, starting with the Houston game, we all thought that Houston, Dallas, Milwaukee, Boston, Boston, Brooklyn, New York, Minnesota, Indiana would really kick their butt. And really, it was about banking wins so they could survive this part of the schedule. If they come out of this part of the schedule at 8-8, eight and eight, you know, again, we're coming up on the, mid, on the quarter pole of the season. If they come out of this part of the schedule at 8-8, eight and eight, um, then I think the Magic will have found a nice steady base because the rest of the schedule for the first half of the season um, is much more manageable. Even the West Coast trip that's coming up is a bit more manageable than a typical West Coast schedule. Remember, ESPN rated the Magic, again, before the season at least, rated the Magic as having the easiest first half schedule of any team in the league. And really, it was about getting past this road trip and then starting to bank up wins, especially at home. The Magic will have two games against the Charlotte Hornets right when they get back. Those won't be easy. Charlotte's playing pretty well. Um, 
no game's easy. I'm not saying count any of these games as wins. Monday's game won't be easy. Wednesday's game won't be easy. There are no easy games in the NBA. Let's, let's make that perfectly clear. But the Magic certainly have the opportunity, have the chance to bank up some wins, uh, build some confidence, and if they're going to make a playoff push, it's going to happen. If they're going to kind of stake their flag as a playoff team. Again, there's six in the Eastern Conference, guys. So, uh, you know, if there's... You know, I, I see on Twitter a lot of times, you know, I've seen a lot on social media, just people ready to abandon ship. Uh, and, and I get that notion. I'm not saying you're wrong. The team needs top-end talent, and the draft is a great way to get it, um, especially this year's draft. But my point has always been, let this team succeed or fail. We're going to know if this team su- succeeded or failed by the midpoint of the season, by early March, what direction this team's going to go. And you got to give them the chance to play. You got to give them the chance to play things out, to figure things out. Um, every team goes through down points. Everything goes through lows. And you hope now, after a solid performance against the Brooklyn Nets, that the Magic are through with this low point, that the Magic are done with these struggles and ready to move forward and start to win again. Um, I, 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 I don't know if they are. You know, again, Monday's going to be a big test. You know, I think Saturday's game, you know, you're a, little, you're a little ticked off after you had a disappointing effort on Friday. You know, Clifford said, you know, he could tell that they were not really in tune with the game plan from the team's uh, walkthrough in the, in the ballroom at the hotel. They were a little ticked off from that, I am sure. Um, they're playing a marquee opponent with Kevin Durant and James Harden debuting. Everyone knew that there'd be a lot of eyes on that game. Um, the Magic played like it. So now the question is, what do you do? Noon tip-off at the Garden against a you know New York Knicks team that you're probably going to be favored to beat. What do you do? This is going to be a big test for the Magic on Monday. I, I want to make that really, really clear. This is a big, big test. And I think we're, again, I think we're constantly learning more about how this team needs to play. They're trying to retool on the fly and figure things out on the fly. But all their goals are still in front of them. And again, we're going to learn a lot about this team. You know, we, we said we we're going to learn a lot about this team on the road trip. That's been 100% true. We're still learning a ton about this team. We're going to know exactly what kind of season the Magic are going to have over the next two to three weeks. I, I really do think that. And then, of course, the West Coast trip is coming up right after that. The Orlando Magic again fall to the Brooklyn Nets 122-115 to 115 at Barclays Center. They're back in action Monday at noon at the Garden against the New York Knicks. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the offense and why the offense is struggling. And it's not just about shooting. In fact, shooting is just the byproduct of everything else. Talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, Built Bar is back and better than ever. They've got some new packaging, I think. There's some new new flavors. It's all, all good. If you are in the market for a protein bar or an energy bar to get you through your day, Built Bar is the bar for you. Comes in 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, coconut almond, mint brownie, salted caramel, and a whole lot more. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. This is not your normal energy bar, your protein bar. This thing tastes like a candy bar. It tastes exactly like it says, and it tastes good. It's not chalky. It's not like a little bit off. Most importantly, it's not like 350 calories. It's not a meal replacement bar. This is a true snack bar. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person so you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets, many under 150 calories. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Twenty twenty is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts today. When you think of the Orlando Magic's offense, what do you think of? Okay, besides missed shots, besides you know sometimes complete ineptness, especially of late. What do you think of? What what makes the Orlando Magic's offense successful? Don't say Markel Fultz. Sure, a lot of it is the pace that Fultz generates. is the ability, the ability to get out and transition to get into their offense quickly. Fultz's ability to get into the lane and cause a defense to collapse around him, even when, player, even when defenders are staying way off him and trying to dare him to shoot. That's a big part of the Magic's offense, a big part that is now gone. But what else? And the Magic are doing well offensively. What are they doing well? The last few games, and certainly over the last week, shooting has been the big focus. We've talked a lot about it. We've written on Orlando Magic Daily a lot about the Magic's lack of shooting, how the Magic didn't emphasize shooting enough in their offseason acquisitions. You know, again, the Alfred Camino signing, while I think made some logical sense, failed to address a key need, and the Magic paid for it last year, even with Aminu out. Certainly, that allocation of assets has hurt the team again this year, both with Aminu out with the injury, as well as just not having enough players to keep defenses honest and on the perimeter. So for sure, shooting is a major problem. And the Magic know and the Magic recognize that shooting is one of the biggest issues this team faces, that they're just not good enough from beyond the arc to keep defenses honest. But the Magic have had moments where they've been able to work around this. The Magic have had moments where they play brilliant offense. They did so in 2019 on their way to the playoffs. They did so uh, at the late stages of last season too, at about the three-quarter mark of last season too. They did that to start this season. You can be successful without great shooting. You can find ways to play. And again, it's not easy and perhaps it's a little fragile. But every team can find a way to play offensively. Every team has a way to break defenses. The characteristics of the Magic's offense are that they aren't a big one-on-one team. They don't have one great score that can break everyone down. And so they have to move the ball. They have to pass the ball. They have to be a low turnover team to reduce their mistakes. But the thing the Magic are doing right now is they're not doing the things to make themselves better. They're not doing the things that even made their offense, you know, again, below average, but not as bad as this last year. In Friday's game against the Boston Celtics, the Magic tallied only 14 assists on 38 field goals. After Friday's game, so entering Saturday's game, 
The Magic were averaging only 18 assists per game in the four games since Fultz's injury. That was the worst mark in the league during that time period. On the season, again, entering Saturday's game, the Magic were averaging a league-worst 20.4 assists per game. The 51.5% assist rate is the worst in the league, but forgetting about the rest of the league, let's compare it to last year's Magic team. The Magic had a 60.8% assist rate, essentially meaning 60.8% of their, sh- their, their baskets were assisted. Now it's down to about half. This is not a team that can survive offensively where they are not getting assists, where they are not moving the ball, where they are not finding open teammates. Entering Friday's game, the Magic were averaging only 41.9 potential assists per game, the second fewest in the league. Last year, they averaged 47.9 potential assists per game, the fourth most in the league. So again, even if we're taking out shots the Magic are missing, accepting the fact that the Magic are not a great shooting team, Last year, the Magic moved the ball and gave themselves at least a chance to get an assist. Again, these are all signals that the Magic are moving the ball and and hopefully getting good shots. Again, this is not a statement that they're getting good shots. But it's a symbol that they're moving the ball, that they're finding open guys and they're getting guys in positions where they can shoot. They were the fourth best at it last year. And this year, they are the worst. Why are the Magic shooting so poorly this season? Why are the Magic struggling so much? Part of it has to be that they're just not passing the ball. Not with the same intensity, not with the same accuracy, not with the same precision that they were last year or the year before. This is a team that has to live on assists. That has to be a pass-first team. That has to be a team that moves and shares the ball. That is this team's offensive identity. Pace is a big part of it, and the Magic have to find a way. Um, you know, they've said they're going to slow down their pace a little bit without Marco Fultz, and a lot of that's just because of the personnel that they have. But even they would recognize that, yeah, we've got to do better getting out in transition. Dwayne Bacon said it best. We are not running in transition as well as we need to. He said this after Friday's game. They're not moving the ball enough, and they're not playing with the same offensive confidence and aggression that they had been before. Which is why Saturday was so encouraging. The Magic did play with a lot of that offensive aggression until the final moments of the game. This is the real truth of it. Shooting is a problem for the Magic. It is the big problem for the Magic that they have to solve. Getting Evan Fournier back is going to do wonders for this team. I, I, I cannot describe what just having Evan... I mean, even if they can play Evan Fournier for 15 minutes and he can't move... Him standing in the corner will do wonders for this Magic offense. He is a player that defenses have to respect from beyond the arc. And someone who can make teams pay for leaving him open. Not to mention, he's another guy that can work a little bit off the dribble and in pick and rolls. Has great chemistry with Nikola Vucevic at that. Getting him back is going to be a big deal for this team. But shooting... And poor, the poor shooting the Magic are experiencing this year is not just a disease. It's also a symptom of the way that the Magic are playing. The Magic are not going anywhere offensively, and certainly for the rest of the season, if they're not passing the ball more effectively. They're not going anywhere if 
their possessions devolve into isolations. And we saw this Saturday at times. When the Magic's offense struggled, what happened? They got into their offense with 12, 13 seconds on the shot clock, sometimes even less. It became dribble fests. It became, you know, Dwayne Bacon trying to force his way to the basket or Aaron Gordon trying to force his way to the basket and settling for a fadeaway jumper. Magic's biggest problem has always been what happens when the offense breaks down. Where do they go? How do they generate a good shot with 10 seconds left? But part of the problem, too, is the Magic aren't creating that initial force and their pace has slowed down because of it. Again, not just possessions per 48 minutes, their pace within the half-court offense, how quickly they enter their offense, has slowed down with it. Getting a little more confident, getting a little more aggression is going to help, is going to make this team better as it did Saturday night. But so too is moving the ball. The more the Magic move the ball, the more the Magic play with the pass, as Frank Vogel used to like to say. The more they do that, the more successful they're going to be. If the Magic want to shoot better, it starts with all the other things that build up to get to the shot. There's one player, however, that does need to do a lot more on the ball. A player that has finally earned his place. We'll talk about Nikola Vucevic and the season he's having coming up here in just a moment. But first, if you're listening to this on a Sunday, it is NFL Divisional Playoff Round Day 2. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers take it on the New Orleans Saints tonight at 640. I assume y'all listen to this on a Sunday. I don't know. You know, Monday's game at noon is kind of thrown, thrown my schedule for a wrench too. At least, at least I get to sleep in, sleep, sleep early tonight. Um, but the NFL playoffs in full swing. We got the conference championship games next week. NBA games all week long and college basketball is heating up as we get closer and closer to the return of the NCAA tournament. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust to get you into the game, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it's the NFL playoffs, college basketball, NBA games, or the current headlines in sports, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Coming up tomorrow, or not tomorrow, coming up Tuesday on Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Orlando Max game against the New York Knicks, hopefully a win, and talk a little bit about what's coming up on the week ahead. We've done that a little bit here. Talk about all things Orlando Magic coming up as the Magic continue this road trip and try to get back to 500. There will be no all-star team this year. There will be no, no team, no game, no festivities celebrating basketball. It's not even clear whether the team whether the league is going to name official teams or not. I hope they do. I'd like to see that tradition continue. Um, you know, it, it 
it does have historical significance. Um, this stuff does does matter. It does go into Hall of Fame discussions. Not that the Magic have any Hall of Famers right now, but it is. Hey, it's also incentives. There's this. There's a lot of guys have contract incentives for making the All Star teams. So I do hope they at least vote on and name a team. You know, like the NFL is doing with the Pro Bowl, essentially. Um, for the Orlando Magic, there has been a small obsession with finding a star. In fact, I would agree and I would argue the Magic's biggest issue is their top-end talent. The top-end talent, the guys that they have at the top of their roster, are simply not good enough, at least from what we've seen, to lead this team beyond what they've been. And that's a bottom, you know, bottom-rung playoff team. That's okay. There's, there's still chances and room to grow off of that. But for sure, the big hand-wringing going on among Magic fans and the reason why everyone you know, was ready to throw in the towel after a five-game losing streak is because they know that this is what matters in the NBA. Saturday's game is a perfect example of that. All eyes were on Kevin Durant and James Harden. All eyes were on those two players. And they delivered. In a game where, you know, Joe Harris had a nice game, Jeff Green had a nice game. I'm not taking anything away from them. The Nets won that game because Kevin Durant and James Harden decided they were going to win that game. They changed that game on their own. And there was very little the Magic were going to do to stop them. And, you know, again, without maybe top-end talent, maybe without top-end defenders, there's not much the Magic could do to slow them down, to make them think, to make them stop. And even then, they did their thing. The Magic don't have that. So the star obsession is warranted. We went from Victor Oladipo to Aaron Gordon to whoever to try and ask who is the Magic's next All-Star. The plain fact of the matter is, he might have always been on the roster all along. Nikola Vucevic is not a player that's going to change games. It's going, or not necessarily change games, but is not going to take over games in the way that a Kevin Durant or James Harden can. That's centers don't do that. No. But the one thing the Magic and Nikola Vucevic are beginning to realize is that he's an all-star. He is a star player in this league. Someone who does things that very few players are able to do at the high level that Vucevic is doing them. With all eyes and all attention on what James Harden and Kevin Durant were doing, Nikola Vucevic put up an absurd stat line. Nikola Vucevic, again, as I mentioned earlier, Scored 34 points on 14 for 22 shooting. Made 6 of 12 three-pointers. Stuffed the rest of the stat sheet with 10 rebounds, 7 assists, and 5 steals. Becoming the first center in NBA history with 30 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals, and 5 three-pointers. Again, that's partly because of how modern centers play, but still, Jokic has never done that. I guess Jokic has something to to push for and to, to shoot for at this point. Vucevic has been doing this all season. He's taken his game to another level. He's averaging a career-best 22.8 points per game, 10.8 rebounds per game, and 3.8 assists per game. Shooting a career-best 42.7% from beyond the arc and making a career-high 6.3, or shooting a career-high 6.3 three-point attempts per game. He's kept his efficiency up while shooting more three-pointers. That is special stuff. 
He is fourth among centers in scoring, ninth in rebounding, sixth in assists, third in three-pointers, and eighth in field goal percentage among those with a minimum of 10 field goal attempts per game. He's not just growing as a three-point shooter. His post-game has dramatically improved too. His his footwork on post-ups has been tremendous this year. He's averaging, he's posting 0.94 points per possession on 4.1 post-ups per game. It's one of the better marks in the league. Last year, he was at 0.82 points per possession on post-ups on 3.8 post-ups per game. This is, again, all to say Nikola Vucevic has taken his game to another level. Nikola Vucevic is doing things that not even he was doing before. All the confidence that he built up in that playoff series, the shooting, frankly, the star play to carry the team, he has continued to carry through and build through this season. He's been the rock. He's been the consistent player in a season of inconsistency. He is trying to carry this team. And honestly, something that the Magic haven't done, and it's been a story of his career, they haven't fully given him the keys. They haven't fully trusted him. It wasn't really even until Steve Clifford got to Orlando that the Magic treated Nikola Vucevic like a star. That the Magic put him in positions that would help him and his teammates succeed. Every other year, the focus was on Oladipo. The focus was on you know someone else. But Nikola Vucevic might have been the team's star all along. Obviously, he was consistent, a double-double every night. A player who's developed and evolved his game over the course of the year. Maybe some of it is he came along at the right time in NBA history where Coaches were beginning to let players do do certain things, but Vucevic had to work to add that three-point shot. Vucevic had to work to add these things to his game. And he started to do it. He's begun to do it. He's done it at every turn. So what's the solution? What are the Magic to do? Give Vucevic the ball more. Trust him to make the right play. We don't know why the Magic lost Saturday's game. Sure, it was Kevin Durant and James Harden. But both Durant and Harden went wild on the Magic in the first four or five minutes of the fourth quarter while Vucevic was on the bench. The same thing happened in game four of their playoff series. It's a game where it felt like the Magic needed to play Vucevic the entire second half. They took him out to start the fourth quarter and the Bucs went on a run that turned a close game into a 15-point win or 15-point game that the Magic struggled to come back from. Again, Saturday, the same thing happened. That's more of a statement that the Magic need to get Nikola Vucevic help. They shouldn't be playing him the entire second half in most games, especially games in the first quarter of the season. No, I don't think anyone is suggesting that or saying that. I'm not suggesting that. In the playoffs, yeah, play him the second half of every single game. But the Magic need to trust Nikola Vucevic to do a whole lot more. The Magic need Nikola Vucevic to believe that he can carry them a lot more. From the four-minute mark to the one-minute mark of the fourth quarter, Nikola Vucevic did not take a shot in Saturday's game. As James Harden and Kevin Durant were running, running wild and starting to pull away, again, three-point game late, in that, late there, Vucevic was not touching the ball. 
Guess what? Nikola Vucevic is an all-star. Nikola Vucevic is a freaking all-star. Give him the ball. Let him be the guy that attacks. Let him be the guy that leads this team. Right now, with the Magic so undermanned, they need him. They need him to be the star that he is. And we need to start thinking of him like an all-star because that is how he's playing and that is who he is. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts. Your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow uh, me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to go to orlandomagicdaily.com. I think I just said that. Um, we'll be back again on Tuesday to recap the Magic's game against the New York Knicks, a noon tip-off, so we're coming up out, out here on a Sunday. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great Martin Luther King Day if you get the day off. Be sure to reflect on all the ways that you can make your community better while you enjoy a little bit of basketball too. Um, and remember that, that the fight for equal justice is still ongoing, and we all have a part to play to make sure that we live in a more just and fair society. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast app. Free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.